Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. I chose to get on. Get on. Welcome to uh, CarCast. That's right. Castrol CarCast. I'm Adam Carroll. That's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Hello. Over there. Good day, man. Uh, I want to thank JB Weld, proud sponsors of CarCast. Epoxy, adhesive, using uh, by pros and DIYers for over 50 years. I love this stuff. JB Weld. I've been using this stuff for years. They branched out. They're doing everything. Yep. Super glues. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. So lots of stuff going on. Man. Getting ready for uh, heading up north. Uh, fired up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say somebody's yeah. name. I was sure you were going to say somebody's what? name after that. <laughs> fired. Yeah. Up. Okay. <laughs> the uh, Z car. No, I was laughing because we, <clears throat> we kind of have these... These weird conversations with people, which is, I know what happens in life because I'm there. Other people watch video, listen to tapes of, and then give me misinformation, which is a weird okay. weird thing. Like when I'm talking to Rob about placing sliding doors, I'm not in the room with the sliding door. I'm saying to him, slide it to the right, even it up with the trim. Isn't it even... Well, there's a gap, you know, and I go, I'm, I'm just, I'm picturing it in my head, right. but I, I'm at a disadvantage because I'm not there. Yeah. You're there. So I have to kind of listen to you, but I'm not getting the right info. Yeah. So I was, um, we were, I was doing Kimmel a week and a half ago or whatever we were talking. When you talk to the segment producer, there's this sort of thing where like, do you want, what's going on? What have you done? What do you want to do? What's, uh, what, what's coming up? And I go, well, I just got back from Europe, and I drove this car up the hill. 
and um, some dude's driveway. He's and some like, dude's Sweet. driveway, <laughs> and it's kind of cool. And he's like, "Yeah, video, or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, we could whack together like a thirty second clip of it." And then they whack together a thirty second clip of it, and I'm always like, "Look, this is essentially a highlight reel." You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've always used this example, but I swear to God, Max Pat has been on the losing end of this a million times. But you tell me. So is Kalen over there, for that matter. So is everyone but me. But <laughs> it's like somebody videotaped a whole basketball game, and then they go, hey, man, put together a highlight reel and present it to whatever. And then they went, okay. And they showed footage of you inbounding the pass to another guy and jogging behind him. And then there was another shot of you sitting on the bench. And then another shot of you shaking uh, the opposing player's hand. And then you go, didn't I have three dunks in that game? And they go, uh, well, yeah, I think. And then you go, well, how come we're not showing the dunks? And then they go, oh, I thought you just wanted shots of you. And I'm like, just do the show the good stuff. Yeah, now, the thing the about stuff. the car stuff is you can hear the engine. If the engine's not winding up, don't yeah. don't use it. It's it, it's boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like I've done car stuff where I go, just get the exciting stuff and whack it into one lap around the track. And then they present me with something and I'll go, well, that part's from the pace lap. Yeah. The race hasn't started yet. <laughs> it's like it's weird i'm going like just get the shit where the car's winding up and making the noise and this that and the other so they whack together this thing and i it's always like just get the good stuff mm-hmm. but as max Pata will test that's it's tough it's 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 easier said than done yeah although it's real easy as soon as i stand behind you and go get this get that get the part where it's Going up, not the part where it's not going, you know, the yeah. tax going down, get the part where it's going up. Yeah, my technical proficiency was okay. It's, <laughs> it's, it's more of the uh, the creative and the making. But the creative it. is turn the sound up and just yeah. listen to it. Who, if you who hear edits it, the... Uh, this was a guy named Doug at the other shop and Tony or whatever. And so they sent me a cut, but it was the cut, I told you, on my first run, I caught the car in front of me. Yeah. Because that car was having some difficulties, I'm assuming. It was a 967 or 964, 917 or something. It's a fast car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the guy was having issues. Right. He was having issues all weekend. So on my first run, I caught him. And that's the one they used. But that was the one where I was off the gas. Right. Because I was catching him. It, it's, it, it takes the excitement out of it because you're not... This is a hill climb. This is you. So what the video should be what? It's an establishing shot. You getting in the car, putting your helmet on. You fire it up, green flag drops, and you take off. Whatever it is. A couple of here, there, don't corners. Don't do the one where we're going down the straight at the end to the finish line, and I'm off the gas coasting because I'm yeah. catching a guy. Do the one where I'm on it. Yeah. So they presented that to me. And also, don't do the first run because the first run, you're just feeling it out. Right. So that got presented to me, and then I sent him an email that said, don't do the first run. Right. And don't do the one where you're catching the guy. Do, I did four runs. Do something from the third or fourth run. <laughs> right. So yeah, they're, then, they're like a minute long. <laughs> then I went back, and they recut it, and they showed it to me, and I was still catching the guy. I could still see the guy in front of me. And I said, I told you. 
don't do the one where I'm catching the guy and do something from the third or fourth run. This is from the first run. And this is where my life blossoms. Uh, you were catching the guy in the second run. I said, I think it was the first run. But you have all the video, so I, I can't really tell you. But I think it was the first run. Either way, read my fucking email right, right now. Is it's there a third run or fourth run? You don't it's, see the guy. I, okay, That's you have the me one on you a want. technicality. But I said get it from the last runs, not the first run. Yeah. Or the second run, which I didn't say. Here's the world I live in. Max Bata. If I say use the footage from the third or fourth run and don't use it from the first run, you don't have me beat on a technicality if you use the second run. Right. See what I'm saying? Because I said third or fourth. So it was a lot of going back, uh, a lot of going back there. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's weird. I was showing you. The other thing, the other ongoing argument is the chitty chitty bang bang car. Stop showing the wooden wheel car. Oh, yeah. Stop it. Stop doing it in the B roll. Stop. Just stop it. Well, it's an old car. Like, yeah, I don't. No, stop it. They're terrible. Show the cool cars. They're not sexy. <laughs> they're not. And they're slow. And they're just, it's like they're all parade cars. They're all the Pebble Beach things. You know, 90% of Pebble Beach are those. And then the other 10% are the cars that we love and everybody wants to see. It's just a, it's a, it's 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 a conversation you wouldn't think you'd have to have, but I've had it a million times, and it's just like knock it off, and then the people go, I don't know anything about cars, and I go, okay, granted, but you may not know anything about houses, but if I said just show Aaron Spelling's house and don't show outhouses, could you work that out? Like, <laughs> could you work out? Super skinny wheels with wooden spokes and no livery on the car versus a nine seventeen thirty Can Am Porsche that slammed to the ground. Yeah, that says Die Hard Batteries or Sunoco across the hood and blazoned in blue. Yeah. Like, can you can you figure out what's cooler? If you could see through the wheel, chances are that's not the car you want because all those old vintage cars are just right. Right. You know, 16-inch rims with brake in it. <laughs> also, don't show a car that is taller than somebody's waist. There you go. I will uh, – we, we ended <laughs> well, where's up – Where's the video? We ended up whacking together a 30-second quickie, and uh, it looks pretty cool. It's kind of – I didn't get – I didn't sit in the bay because I had to do Kimmel, so I wasn't – Yeah. But it, it'll give you guys a sort of perfunctory look at going up the was it, hill. Was it on Kimmel? I didn't, no, they I didn't never showed it. it. The first thing I said to him is, we need a shot. I thought I went to the bathroom and I missed it. I was like, in, I don't remember my seeing the video. email is, we need an establishing shot of the outside of the car. Right. That well, never, that's, that's what I was just saying. Just you that, in the car, or you getting in the car. That never happened either. Later on, I went and put back a kind okay. of cool one. But we'll show play you the video. It. We'll play seconds. the video. Let's just hear the noise. Let's hear it. All right, going past the grandstand. I'm going to go past it again because they're... Yeah. All right. There you go. Yeah, it's trucking. Yeah, car's looking good. They did a lot of they did a lot of deceleration stuff, but uh, the but they picked wall. it up a little. The flint wall yeah. and then going past the. When they cut to the inside, they should show a shift. Yeah, they don't. They're not. Yep. Oh, they're not oh almost had it. Almost. Had Man, a shift. when I used to watch Miami Vice, every time they'd cut to the inside of the car, Don Johnson would be shifting. In a thirty-second scene, he'd shift nineteen times. 
Yeah, because there's not that many gears. If in you're going to cut just, inside, you want to see some action. Yeah, right. they do the pedal thing. You know, like a lot of pedal movement in yeah. Gone in sixty seconds. Oh yeah, you know, and then a lot of shifting in in Miami Vice. Yeah, it's a weird thing. <laughs> it's a weird. It's a weird world where you have to tell editors how to edit, and then they go. I don't know anything about cars. And you go, you don't need to know anything about cars. Just, Just watch know, Miami Vice. Watch Miami Vice. Like <laughs> when you go inside the car, yeah. do a shift and then go back outside the car. Yeah, something. Yeah. Right? It's weird. And when anyone. Now, imagine doing a 95 minute comedy and you don't think you're going to live in that edit bay. Mm-hmm. You don't think you're going to sit in that goddamn edit bay for months and months and months. You yeah. can't go, well, this guy's a good editor. Let him edit it. No such thing. No, the I would argue that the Maca- the car thing is, is as perfunctory and mechanical as you can get. Like it is is basic. You can literally just go off the sound in edit, and even that you got to go sit in the edit bay. So now do a comedy. Yeah, have fun, everybody. You're right. The car video you can almost edit together with just the sound. Like you can just not even look at it and you can just hear what's going you'd on. You'd have you'd be surprised at how much of it is deceleration. Just like versus yeah. you know that is I, I mean they're literally putting parade laps in there. Like where it's like no one's <laughs> even driving. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. It's like I know you didn't know. Turn the turn the sound up. You'll yeah, not hear us doing up. anything. All right, Gordon McCall is going to call in. He's the founder and director of Motorsports director for the coil co-founder and director of motorsports director for the quail it's a weird title could be a little off co-founder and director of motorsports i don't know he runs the the motor the gordon mccall events and Mm -hmm. two events we love the jet center event yeah Mm -hmm. sunny's not invited but we love that event Mm -hmm. and the quail the yeah. Quail, a motorsports gathering. That's the official name. I and like it. it. It's so formal. And I think he's into 510. Yeah, too. he had a couple 510s. He sent some pictures of the 510. So 50th anniversary coming up, by the way, the Lamborghini Islero and Espada, two cool cars. And the uh, 70 years of the iconic Porsche 356 all uh, coming up. And the uh, Elios Ruff reunion. I'm guessing Ruff is Porsche. R-U-F? Roof? Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. It's fine. If you just did the roof or the rough, I'd be fine. If you do the Alios, I'm now confused because <laughs> that's always just R-U-F, right? Yeah. So they're going to be there as well. All right. Let me take care of a little Wrangler uh, business here. Everyone has their favorite pair of jeans that fit perfect and always look great. No one knows this better than Wrangler. Wrangler jeans made for the modern-day adventurers. Whether you're uh, riding the bike or a Bronco or a skateboard, these jeans are for you, and they fit you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, and price that works for you. Plus, they got vintage releases, old-school stuff. I got stretchy. Wrangler (laughs) has been doing... God, didn't they... they do... They've done a lot of motorsports stuff, but I... Didn't they do Dale Earnhardt's car? Was that Wrangler? I feel like senior and maybe junior too. I'll have to figure that one out. Anyway, visit Wrangler.com. Check out their uh, great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, outerwear for men and women. Wrangler, denim made for the modern world. Yeah, I feel like. 
feel like there's some I Wrangler think NASCAR. I doing commercials for him. I thought he was doing commercials for him. He was. Yeah. All right. So uh, where was uh, where was we? So we uh, have a few things going on. We fired up the Z car. Yes. First time in 30-some-odd years. Now, let's years. clarify. Which Z car are we talking about here? You have all of them. And it was confusing. I posted to social media and... Uh, everybody's got. There's Aaron Hart Sr. in front of his Wrangler. Everybody's got uh, uh, comments. I said, hey, look, fully restored GT1 championship car. Yeah. Somebody's like, fully restored my ass. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, there's nothing original on that car. And I was like, well, I mean, you kind of get what I'm going here. We didn't start off with a. 32 high boy and chip foose the hell out of it like we were like it was built like yeah our engine original parts on the block and heads and the intake and the roof with the paul newman's name and the chassis was straightened and and so okay yeah built rebuilt car so somebody got me on a technicality and i'm just mm-hmm. gonna say uh thank you for that person <laughs> um but the point is is the car looks fantastic it's been a couple years in the making the rebuilding, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, we haven't had a chance to really kind of fire it up and get it down the street. We've been working on the suspension and dialing it in and making the brakes work and make sure it points in a straight line. So we fired it up. It went great. Sean went around the block. No body work on it. You know, we, we got it sitting a little high. No body work so we can see what's going on. It was fantastic. So, you know, I, I talked to you 30 seconds later and I was like, where are you? Why don't you come over? Hop in. And that I did. And you did. So uh, the car pulls real strong, sounds good, feels good. So we'll continue the sort of shakeout process of it. Um, I'm Do trying- a little tuning on the dyno and then maybe a little suspension testing on the track before Monterey. Yes. Cross her fingers. And I, I think that, you know, I'm trying to think. You know, Paul drove that car, won the championship in 85. He, he drove it at Road Atlanta. Um, I know he didn't drive that car the following year because I have the following car that he drove. So the question would be, when is the last time that car was driven? Now, it won the championship, and when I got it, I'd have to kind of check my some old photos and things of that nature. Um, I can't remember if that car, one of the two championship cars showed up engineless, and the other one had an engine in it. It didn't didn't run, but it had an engine in it. But one didn't have an engine in it. Um, but I don't know if that one had the engine in it or didn't. And I'm also trying to figure out, as best we can, when that car ran last. So Paul drove it at Road Atlanta. He won the championship in 85. He drove another car in 86, but Fitzy could have driven that car in the following season, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Because at some point, there were definitely two of those cars, and I don't know if Fitzy had another car, whatever it is. Fitzy had a car that was destroyed at uh, Miami, or not Miami, uh, in Florida, that one... Remember you showed me footage of Miami Vice that had the car, had Newman's car, whatever. Yes, yes. And then I, I don't know if it was that year, but but obviously Fitzy died on the track right. in Florida 
in that car. Yeah. In one of those cars. And I think that car was totaled. So that would lead me to believe that there was a third car that yeah, Fitzy Fitzy drove. probably had his car. Right. Yeah. So this car could have been driven by Fitzy in 86. It could have been driven by Scott Sharp, although Scott was probably a little young back then. I don't think he drove that car. Bob Sharp's son. Um, most likely, probably was retired, and they built him a new car yeah. in the, uh, the following year. Even even looking at it when we got it and going through it, it, it doesn't look like it did much after that, if anything. I, like, no. It certainly didn't show up at a vintage race or something. Some no, later, no, no. Because it wouldn't have been ready for it. No. And then it was just... It well, was just a box of parts. and the, the, and the thing about those cars is if they live on as race cars, as many of some of my old race cars did, they uh, the, the, the BRE Roadster, you know, oh, they go to the D- Dominican Republic and they get painted yellow and they put box flares on yeah, them and stuff yeah. like that. Like they keep moving on as race cars. Well, then they keep being modified as race cars. Yeah. So... The fact that when I got that car, it said Newman on the roof, and it was red, white, and blue, and it was Bob Sharp livery, and it had all pieces and stickers and everything, and bodywork and everything. Well, that suggests that some other team didn't pick it up and, right. and but also suggests it. Fitzy didn't drive it the next year with Newman's name still on the roof. <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of suggests that with Paul's name still on the roof and no Fitzy on the roof and yeah. all the same team colors and stuff, it kind of suggests that it just got pulled off the track and sort of retired. When I bought it, it looked like it just got pulled off the track in 1985 and just sat there for 20 years, and then and then I bought it. Yeah. So this should be the first time it's put back together and put back on the track. Yeah. Well, it's exciting to see. It's going to be fantastic to get out there. And and now that you got a little taste of it over the weekend, just around the block, Uh you got to be excited to get into it because it seemed like it was running really strong. And we weren't getting up there under the RPMs too much. Maybe maybe 6,000. And it's got another, what, 1,800 left in it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's a good car. Yeah. All right, so we'll keep you posted with that. Oh, we'll show you that vid. Why don't you do Geico, and then we'll show that vid. Well, you know what? I'll do Castrol Edge. How about that one? I'll do that one. All right. Heat, friction, and viscosity breakdown will rob your engine of friction of maximum performance. Friction results in the loss of performance of up to 10%, which is crazy. If you think about a 400-horsepower engine, if you lost 30, 40 horsepower, you'd be pissed. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Castrol Edge, it's engineered with fluid titanium technology. It physically transforms to be stronger under pressure. And Castrol Edge helps fight friction and deliver maximum levels of performance from your car. It is three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than leading oils. Castrol Edge, unlock the true performance in your car's engine. All right, so we'll get Gordon McCall on the blower. We'll show you this little quickie vid of uh, Sean firing up the car and then later on me going down the street in the car and uh, it's minus body work but uh, you get the idea you can see how the car works <laughs> Sean was looking for a serial number on the car I'm like I don't think it has one got a good goosebumps 
does. Design your car. A nice V6 in there with a turbo, one big turbo. It's going down the street. Sunday's the preferred day for that kind of activity. This is a closed course. We had permits. That's right. We pulled permits. Cops block it off. Yeah, you got your foot down on that one. Yeah, it's a quick car. Works good. And uh, all that good stuff. So we'll uh, we'll keep you posted with that. We're going to get uh, Gordon on the blower. Let's see. So he's got the quail, which is the best. And then uh, he's got the uh, Jet Center. What's the Jet Center on my list? <clears throat> the see. Jet Center is the MotorWorks revival. I'm trying to think of where that is. Is that on my list? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. MotorWorks Revival. Oh, that's the Jet Center. That's the Jet Center. All right. So that's on I Wednesday. I think we're going to try to get that event. Yeah, we'll try to get to both. All right. Do we have uh, Gordon up? No. We're no, finding we Gordon. All right. Uh, means we're going to have to talk about cars for I'll tell you about the Hino. Seconds. Yeah, tell me about the Hino. So uh, uh, we're, you know, we're trying to get the Hino done. Bodie's been working on it. We want to take it to Monterey. We're going to use it as her support truck. It'll be on display at the track with your other cars and all the other Nissan group there where we're doing CarCast Live Saturday at noon. So come out mm-hmm. for that. Um, the Hino will be there. Bodie's been working on it. And he obviously got this LS crate engine swapped into it. Um, he did fire it up the other day. Uh, and our buddy Ray... Uh, Dino Ray is going to go over there with his laptop and, and, and tune it a little bit, and they're going to drive it around the neighborhood to get it done. Um, it's pretty crazy because uh, he was he was trying to get power steering installed into it, never had power steering, and just talking to everybody on the planet about doing something, and it just wasn't working. So just to make it a little bit easier, because he said it was really tough to move around, is he, he upped the steering wheel from a 16-inch to a 20 well there you go you know so that kind of solved the problem um there was a big issue with wheels yeah so alcoa wheels were like you'd see on a f-350 or something like Mm -hmm. that or what's on it's now actually a lot of fabrication to make that work um uh, machine spacers and custom wheels and stuff like that to get it done oh we're looking at chrome wheels um, yeah so uh today it's getting tires mounted on it, and they're going to they're put it down the, the street. Without the tune, you can just kind of get it around. Yeah. Um, All right. It's good. So it's looking good. It's looking good. So we got uh, the uh, so Ray's got to come with So those are Alcoa aluminum rims? Yeah. Those are Alcoa. Al- they're not chromed. They're not chromed. They're huh, aluminum they rims. They're uh, In the picture that we have, you'll see a big hole going from the cab to the to the to the the bed of the truck, the back of the truck. The, the upholstery guy has got to come over and seal that up. Mm-hmm. And then do the carpets, but the seats are already out doing uh, getting upholstery done. So it should be in g- pretty good shape. We're looking forward to that. Gordon McCall is on line one. Gordon? I'm here. Good to speak to you again. How are you, Adam? Thanks for having me back. Doing well. Say hi to Matt as well. Hello. Hey, Matt. Hey, Gordon. So we talk I about the uh, Quail, a motorsports gathering. That's uh, coming up on Friday, August 24th. And then uh, the... Uh, jet hangar party, a jet center party, motorsports revival, 27th, uh, celebration, anniversary celebration. That'll be Wednesday. That'll be, uh, that Wednesday before that Friday. And that'll be on August 22nd. But Gordon and I have been sending emails and sending pictures of five tens to each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's pretty bad. That, that, that's, that's pretty bad. That's how we got into this. We're like, what's going on? He's like, here's my five ten from back in the day. It was, it was good. When I was 16, <laughs> 1974. <laughs> Well, well, Adam, you, uh, yeah. you, 
you've you've led the way here with uh, with the resurgence in popularity. I just want to go on record that uh, I was cool before I knew it, and had a five ten and seventy four, and uh, that was my pride and joy. I recently picked up a two forty Z to kind of relive my past and. Uh, just loving every minute of it. I just love what you've done to bring uh, notoriety and popularity. I mean, those race cars you've got are so important. And for some strange reason, for years, and I think Peter Brock would agree, that just for years they were, I don't want to say unloved, but it's like, guys, these were important cars. They killed the series. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they you just know? didn't catch yeah. on yet. You know, like. No. Well, it's it's kind of a, we work in weird cycles as a society, you know. And I remember mm-hmm. as a kid, being a young kid, the joke you'd play if somebody bought you a birthday gift and it was a baseball mitt and went, here you go. You'd look at it and go, oh, made in Japan. And everyone would laugh because that was them being cheap and that was a knockoff and whatever. So yeah, there, right. was a, there was a stigma to the old Japanese cars, but you couldn't argue with the record and yeah. the winning. I was going to say, nobody bought you a baseball glove. <laughs> when I was at someone else's bar. <laughs> you saw somebody else's baseball glove. Uh, the theme for the Jet Center, from what I understand, I mean, always a great mix of cars, but because our friends from Nissan are bringing up some of their cars from the museum and stuff, I think you have them first Wednesday night, right? And then they go to the track? Yeah, we've put together uh, a, a pretty neat, and I've always had, uh, it's funny, I've always had Datsuns there. Like, for years, I've had Datsuns there. And, you know, we had the 46 car there, I don't know, probably 10, 15 years ago. Um, so I've always, car. And that's just personal. Yeah, right. Morton's car. That, we, that's just a personal little homage that I've always had. This year, uh, it's fun. Peter Brock and Gail, they're, they're bringing, it's their former, but that crazy Datzilla that Pete built with the V8 Chevy in it. Yep, yep. Uh, that, that's coming. Um, Joel Anderson's GTU car. We've got a bunch of kind of Northern California competition cars that were really serious warriors in the 70s. They're showing up. So, yeah, we're doing a nod to Nissan. We don't have uh, – it's not an official factory presence. Um, we're actually doing something fun with Toyota in that regard. Uh, I've got Toyota Motorsports. We're doing a – believe it or not, that Jet Center event was one of Dan Gurney's favorite things to attend every year. And we had a long friendship with Dan and Evie. And so this year we're honoring Dan. I do not want to let Car Week go by without uh, a major nod to Dan. And I think we're all on the same page when it comes to that. Yeah. So the folks at Toyota are bringing out a couple of his championship AAR Toyotas that they had won with, GTP car and the Trans Am car. And we're honoring Dan that night, you know, for all the right reasons. So we're going to have some fun. We love Dan. We love the event. And uh, if you want to get excited over uh, in the 510 world i was able to get the last bre 510 that they built as a privateer car a few months back and we're working on putting that thing back together so oh, no kidding that's a exciting not to my wife <laughs> Unclear she knows she, about it? I, that's a very good question <laughs> yeah, i don't know i, I don't I, I, well, let's 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 make two categories. Have I told her about it? Yes. Does she know about it? No. no. <laughs> but yeah. yes, I have told her about it. Yeah. Uh, there's a big chasm between what I tell people and what they know. Yeah. Uh, no, so isn't that true, Adam? But I gotta say, we will now have four BRE official built race cars and the Hino Transport that moved many of them around. So that, that's just so cool in the Japanese car world. That's pretty yeah. darn cool. 
Maybe keep that in mind for next year. <laughs> Absolutely. You've got carte blanche with me, so uh, keep that in mind. And, and regarding car count, et cetera, I've got a problem with vintage motorcycles as well. And I've got a similar similar gig with uh, my very patient wife, Molly, and it's always, oh, that one? That old thing? I, I've had that for what? What, yeah. <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? That one's been around for a long time. They all do kind of look alike, you know? Well, uh, you're talking about wives? <laughs> <laughs> so, Gordon, the uh, the quail is, is our favorite. And, you know, again, it's like picking your favorite child. But the quail right. is our favorite because... I literally run in the group I run in, in in large part because of the quail, because practice is Friday morning, and then we finish up practice, and then we can go enjoy some champagne at the quail. And it would not be the same weekend if I had to get back in the car at 2 in the afternoon, or it ran that afternoon or later, whatever, the quail would be all botched up. So for us, that is the premier event. Now... Is that thing sold out? Is it always sold out? You know, for 16 years, Adam, it, it is. Yes, it's, uh, it is sold out. Um, and again, it's going to be another bell ringer. It's 235 cars, and we're featuring, uh, this is right up your alley. We're going to honor 50 years of the Lamborghini Espada and Azalero, arguably the kind of the, the forgotten stepchildren of the, of the brand. We've got, I think, 25 or 26 of them coming collectively. Uh, obviously, 50 years of, uh, of Lamborghini is, is, is a cool thing. So is the 70th anniversary for Porsche. Uh, yep. Alois Roof is, uh, is we've lined up a bunch of, uh, Bruce Meyer's gonna bring Yellowbird 001. And, uh, I think there's about 10 other roofs coming. Um, it's just gonna, it's gonna be a really, the food, the beverage, uh, the hospitality that Quail Lodge is famous for. Peninsula Hotel Group, obviously a five-star operation. It's always the finest. And, you know, what's really funny about that show, and I'm, I'm really appreciative of your kind words regarding it, but that show has not been knocked off. No. Sixteen years later, no one else, and we hear about the ticket price, et cetera, et cetera, but, you know, when you compare apples to apples here instead of apples to oranges, it's amazing that it just goes to show how difficult and how hard the Peninsula Signature Events Office works year-round to pull that thing off because it's not easy feeding that many people at that level you know, um, where there's actual real China. <laughs> yeah. And, where do you cut it off dining. numbers wise? How many people do you let in there? Yeah. Yeah. It's 5,500. Uh, and it's, it's a hard count. You know, there's no flexibility in that, which is why it sells out. So, you know, and it's, they're, they're acknowledging that you can't, you can't entertain the world at that level. You just can't. So you do your best to, uh, you know, to keep the headcount manageable, and uh, and that's where it's been. So it does sell out, though. That's the unfortunate thing. You can you can still get it. We crack things loose at my Jet Center event. We do things a little differently. We do we do hold some tickets back. Um, so we do have tickets available at McCallEvents.com for that, uh, for last-minute planners. You know, not everybody can plan months ahead. You know, but, I know how that is. My but you can't walk like up that. to the gate, right? At Jet Center, you can't walk up to the gate? You like? No, you know, you can. We, we like to accommodate those folks. So like I said, just like the tickets we hold back and make available to purchase leading up to the event, we hold back. It's a small amount. But it does enable the last minute, you know, gee, I think I'm going to go check this event out. We have tickets at the door. Good. Well, yep. uh, also, you're going to have some... Lancias or Lancias or however yeah, you pronounce it. Yeah, the, the great Lancias category. And boy, talk about a wide range. You know, everything from the B20, you know, literally the first V6 sports car 
that, you know, talk about unloved marquees. That was yeah. certainly, you know, and all of a sudden now the B-24 Aurelia Spiders, those are the it car. They're, you know, well over seven figures now. Hmm. Kind of out of the blue, but I think people are recognizing those are amazing cars. Well, you know? now, are you going to have our friend uh, John Campion bringing some of his yeah, cars? How could you not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, John is the reason why I started the category. <laughs> sure. Well, that's easy Who to curate. Hey, collection. John, you want to bring your cars? Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah. Category's yeah. done. And oh, by the way, Gulfstream, yeah, bring it. I've got room for it at the Jet Center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yep. So He's which, a great guy. Which, Very enthusiastic oh, guy. you know... I had him in on my motivational podcast, Take a Knee, just to talk about his life and his business and where he comes from oh. and, and, and mm-hmm. how he came up and all that kind of – we're here to talk about cars. We're here just to talk about business and yeah. work and family and you know all that stuff. And at some point, he just kind of let it slip out that he had some cars and uh, was been on ever since <laughs> yeah, then. you're like, I'm listening. <laughs> he loves – those race cars and i love the race cars and there are a lot of times you run into a car guy and you start talking to the car guy and he's like i'm a mopar guy and it's like uh oh, right. don't have that much to talk about but he gets the little nimble race cars yeah and which mm-hmm. cars did you say were seven figures now uh the the b24 are really a spiders they're they're well over a million i'm trying to picture with that car i'm i'm, I'm trying to picture. Yeah, think, think of think of um not the prettiest Italian car ever built, but mechanically so advanced. And the attention to detail, the accoutrements, all the door handles, the switch gear, they were really, for their date, for their date that they were in another planet. They really were. Oh, um, yeah. We're looking at one now. Yeah. 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 I do know and the those car. Those are cars, literally, guys, just a few years ago, n- no buyers at 250 Right. 300 you Now know, they're like, a million plus. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice wow. to see. What's nice to see is the the market expanding. So it used to exactly. be, used to be Ferrari, Porsche, or maybe a Ford Shelby or something. Other than that, there was no room for um, Lancias or, or Datsuns or anything. It was just yeah. sort of this one narrow kind of group. You you had to get a you know a Mercedes Gullwing. Otherwise, yeah. forget it. And now all this yeah. funky, crazy stuff. And as a matter of fact, people want the smaller batch funkier crazier stuff now totally you know adam i think to your point too it it, a lot of this has to do with this huge interest and i think this is all demographics huge interest in supercars and hypercars you know if it's shaped like a doorstop anybody under 35 is all over it you know and that's great i think that's really good for the industry because it's bringing new people into it but simultaneously it's getting people to look outside the norm you know, there are cars out there other than Porsches and Ferraris that are interesting and in their day were significant. People just didn't really know it at the time, you know? Well, again, we'll find John and look at some of those race cars yeah. that he's brought and your mind will yeah. be blown. Also in that totally that great Martini Rossi or just Rossi uh delivery the the, the livery of that car is just some some yeah. golf martini uh, Rossi and all all those. There's just a handful of ones that are just made to be put on a car. Yeah, and those cars yeah, are great true. that way. You know, just the, iconic. You know. Yes, we love it. All right, so uh, Gordon McCall, we shall see you Wednesday and uh, Friday, God willing. Yep. Um, and that'll uh, people should go now. The the quail no no moss with the tickets for that, but. For the uh, jet hanger, we can get those. You can go to the website, McCall, 
events.com, mccallevents.com for Wednesday, August 22nd, 5 to 10 o'clock. Great, great event, way, and, and we'll be there. It's a cool show, and I will throw on because the planes that are there as well. Yes. You know, like, definitely I, don't skip I, over those. Got, They're fun. I've got some wild planes coming this year. And, you know, guys, I have to thank you so much for having me on after the porn stars. Uh, just personally, <laughs> I, I, I'm flattered. That's a tough act to follow. And, uh, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, Gordon. We'll see you very soon. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Matt. Thank F- you. Favorite uh, weekend of the year coming up. Yeah, he's a good dude. I like that guy. He's always fun. To, just every time you need to exchange emails, go, hey, what's going on with the event? He comes in. He's like, this is what we're doing. And then also, check out this picture of my 510 from back in the day because he's still a car guy. He's just a good car guy. Well, I'd say <laughs> more so than almost any car Let's think about this. I'm going to tease this. I want you to think about this. Okay. See, there's Porsche guys, but I don't really think they're car guys. <laughs> and there's Ferrari guys. I don't really think they're car guys. They're like loafer and wristwatch guys and chick guys. Right. You know but what you're I mean? saying a Porsche guy is a Porsche guy. It's a Porsche car guy. It's not mm. like a beyond the... Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I'd say, sadly, the guys that are driving... Like, you see these – I just saw, like, Cardi B and Backwash or whatever her husband's <laughs> name is. And they're like, they bought new Lamborghinis, you know? Yeah. And it's like, they're not car people. They're rich people. You know what I mean? But they still get yeah. a picture of them sitting on the hood of the Lambos. Well, that's the first indication of not a car person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's oh, Cardi B and yeah. Offset. He's changed his name from Backwash <laughs> to Offset. But they're sitting on the hood of Lambos. Yeah. All right, look. No judgment. I don't judge. No, it's good for you sales for the judge. company. Chris knows I don't judge. <laughs> no, not at all. It's, not, it's impossible for me to judge. It's not in you. I'm saying they're not car guys. They're rich guys who want a Lamborghini, right? Right. So the question is... Getting a Lamborghini Aventador doesn't make you a car guy. It makes you possibly a car guy, but also just means rich rapper. Right. What car, and Porsche's that way, not to a lesser degree. I'd say the Lambo's the furthest out there. You know what I mean? And then there's, you know, Ferrari. Mm, but Rolls-Royce. Rolls-Royce. But, yeah, but that's just sort of rich guy. I don't even think of you as a car guy with the thing. But you mm. could be a car guy with a Ferrari guy. But what I'm saying is... is Look, you stop everyone driving a Rolls Royce and a Bentley and ask them what the displacement is of the engine that's pulling their car around, 97% of them have no idea. Yeah. You tell a Ferrari guy what's the displacement of this engine, it's uh, 35, 40% won't know what that is. Porsche, you get a smaller percent who won't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what is the car? So you might say Mustang. Okay. Because you're a Mustang guy. Yeah. I'll tell you in a minute. You think about it. And Max Panna? Uh-huh. Kalen? You wait, think so about it what, as well. Wait, you got to tell what, me the car that you have or that you're into that makes you where I know you're a car guy. You tell me I got a new Ferrari. Look, listen, uh, Paris Hilton got herself a Ferrari. Yeah. I don't think she's a car person. No. She likes cars, but she doesn't know anything about cars. She got the Mercedes McLaren. She got an LFA. Yeah. 
That's a good dealer. Don't there's be, some dealer. Uh, there's somebody out here. So you, you want like, us to just hypothetically pick any car, and you're going to judge us by the car we pick to see if we were we'd be a car guy. Oh no, there, that's not. Oh. <laughs> that's not sure. what I've been saying for 26 minutes. No, no. The thing is, you tell me the car where you know that person's a car person. Right. Okay. Which I've been saying. Yeah. Well, that, that, I, it was the okay. same thing. I just kind of twisted a little bit. No, it's not the same thing. <laughs> you were going to arbitrarily pick a car, and I was going to tell you we're a car guy. That's not. That's the exact opposite of me saying you pick the car where you know that person is a car person. Yeah. If they have yeah. that what's car, it, and they're talking about the, the car, car guy. It's not exactly car. the opposite. <laughs> it's one thousand. No, it's the opposite. You just said you want us to arbitrarily pick a car, and the answer is well, no, not arbitrarily. Name the pick- car that makes you a car guy. Yes, get okay. where the word arbitrarily pick a car. That's what I'm. I'm saying, mm. pick not. Don't be arbit. You said all arbitrarily said pick a hypothetically yeah. pick a car, and then I will name whether that person's a car guy or not. Oh, you said arbitrarily or hypothetically. Hypothetically, listen to the tape. We got to figure uh, this out. Uh, I'll, 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 I, arbitrarily is right. not in all my right. vocab. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> no way I said right. that. Hypothetically, <laughs> never even heard of that other word. All right, pick a car where you know that person would be in the cars. Yeah, and. And, and 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 if it's Mustang, you can't just go Mustang. You have to pick the um, SHO or something, or right? No, some, I, some, I, some, some sort I, of. I get something. what you're going, and so it's not like a brand thing. You, like we we've been saying Porsche and Lamborghini, but we're not doing that. Pick pick a car. Well, it'll have a brand, but it'll be yeah. a specific model. Yeah, All right. and it could be within the Porsche realm. Like you want to know? I'll give you an example. Guy tells me he's got a new Porsche or turbo Porsche or something. I'll go, that's a rich guy. If that guy tells me he's got a 73 914 6, I'll go, okay, that guy knows. Yeah, yeah. He knows cars. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Okay. I'll tell you about uh, JB Weld. Proud sponsor of CarCast, America's favorite epoxy adhesive. Pros and DIYers have trusted JB Weld for 50 years now. If you've got a big or small project in your home, garage, workshop, or craft room, you need a strong, dependable, and permanent adhesive strength. You need JB Weld. These guys, I've been using these guys for a million years, but always in the shop, the auto shop, never around the house. Well, mm-hmm. now it's around the house. They've got a wide variety of epoxy and super glue, silicone products for repairing plastics, wood, metal, and more. Made in the U.S. of A, everyone. We've tried their products, and we recommend J.B. Weld. I have use them at the other shop. Use them at home. You find them with other adhesives at Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, O'Reilly, Advanced Auto Parts, Walmart, Amazon. J.B. Weld, world's strong spawn. All right. Uh, what do you got, Motorator? You know, I would say, I would say if you had something like like an Alfa Romeo, like GTA or GTV. Mm. I, think that, I think it's special enough in the Alfa Romeo category. GTA especially. You know, you've got to know what you have. Because mm-hmm. you see a GTA and a GTV, and you're like, they're very similar, but a big price range difference. And you're yeah. like, A is the way to go, because you know why. It's pretty much aluminum, and they look yeah. a little bit different. And one is 250 to 300K, and the other is 40 to 60 and, and that's just not a car where you can walk in and go, this thing is cool, money's no object, I want it. Like, you really seek it out. That's If I had to pick something quickly, I'd go with that. It's a good call. Max Pata? All the car guys I grew up had uh, with uh, had a Honda S2000, so I'm going to go with that. Ooh, that's interesting. For, for a modern play, I would say that's 
very reasonable. That was the highest naturally aspirated horsepower per liter car available when it came out. Yeah. 120 horsepower per liter. Yeah. At some point, I think the Ferrari Stradale 360 took it over. I got a text Lynette. Let's see if we can get some <laughs> clarification there. Yeah. But good for a Honda. That's a big spread if the Stradale is what needs to do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't beat it by much because the Stradale was like a three liter or yeah. 3.6 or whatever and had, you know, 388 or whatever, whatever the math was. It only beat yeah. it by a couple of oh, points. Good, good call, Chris. Good, good call. call on that uh, one. All right. Now be prepared for disappointment because <laughs> here yeah. comes Ken. I, uh, I picked a Nissan GTR. Ooh, that's interesting because that does say that's a good call because that GTR says I could drive a 911 and I wouldn't have to tell chicks I drive a Nissan. I could tell them I drive a Porsche, but there's so much more in this car, so much more technology and all Performance-wise and technology, it's so cool. It's the only car that you you show off to your boys, right? Like that's... You right. You got to know that car. I think that one was pretty. I think that was pretty good too. It's good because the chick you're dating, if her friends ask, she's gonna say you drive a, D, yeah. a Nissan or a Z. She's gonna go. He's got a Z car. It's so funny because when that car first came out, and I got a press car to drive a GTR, you'll just drive down just like in Santa Monica or something, and you'll see the guy and his girl. This happened three or four times standing on the corner of the sidewalk and he'll he'll give her a little shoulder nudge a little elbow nudge and go look at that that's a gtr she'll look up not see anything look back down under her phone and he's like you know what that is she's like i don't care (laughs) but that's what makes that car cool i'm going back to the old uh tried and true uh 510 the datsun 510 there was a time when you had one of those cars where people you know, years ago, still had one for, like, transportation. Like a pedestrian car? Like yeah, kind of a, but yeah. those days are kind of done. I've not really seen... It, well, if there is a street-going version of it, that guy's into it. Yeah. But that means that person is into it. Like, they're into wrenching on that car. They're into driving that car. What, but they're when mostly, it came out? Not when it came out. Right now. Right now. now. If, somebody, if I meet someone at a cocktail party tonight and I ask them what they got or what their second car is or what they're into, and they go dots and five tens, that guy's into going around corners fast and driving that car. Yeah. No one goes, I got a five ten, but I just kind of look at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I bought it because I want to flip it okay. or or whatever. That that didn't mean as a matter of fact, I don't even know what percentage of those cars are left in street trim anymore. Well they like, they made a lot of them. I know they made a lot of them, but in this country, especially in where we are, yeah. Now, obviously, we, we live in a world where we see hundreds in race trim to every five in street trim. Yeah, and the weird. street trim is almost done ironically. Like they got it and they put a different motor in it, and they had it blah blah like a Jaguar rear yeah, ended yeah. or something. But I mean, it's like how many just five tens do you see that have not been breathed on? Yeah, flared, whatevered. I don't even. Not on bring a trailer. I don't even. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, congratulations for everybody for not cheating. You could have said something like Ariel Adam because yes. there's no way you buy that and not know what it is. Yeah. Plus, Kaylin doesn't know what it is. So it's but made. <laughs> I will say, I will say this. That's a very good sort of yardstick because if you go to bring a trailer, there's always a couple of five tens, and there's always something done to them. Yeah. 
Whereas you don't find that way with because people wanted to, or it's because they had to. I, I, well, you have to because they don't work. But I, I'm trying to think of like you know the car that's never breathed on, uh, Jag uh, E types, right? Every single Jag E type you ever see, whatever condition, nut and bolt restoration or barn fine, is just what it is. Right. Yeah. You don't even find different rims on those cars because they have knockoffs, right? right? Every single 510 you find has been – something's been done to it. Yeah. But later in the year, that V12 uh, two-door coupe, they put the Chevy swaps in them. Oh, that's those? true. The- that was out of full necessity, though. <laughs> that was out of necessity. But I like it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about uh, uh, Geico. Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning. You pick up some milk. And now you can add – save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list – You don't have to pick up or drop off anything. If you just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. If you need some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. And you can uh, check me out. Live podcast coming up, Pasadena, Seattle, Phoenix, Anaheim. Matt's going to be in Detroit Saturday, August 11th. Going to be doing a live Roadkill Nights at uh, 4 p.m. with uh, Goldberg and Matt drag racing yeah, over there. Doing a podcast, doing some drag racing. We're going to be at the Nissan booth Saturday, August 25th in Monterey, so that's good times. You can check out Shift and Steer. You can see our friend, uh, check out Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's another wrestler. Check out his yeah. pod on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. And uh, support the show. Go to the website, carcastshow.com. Send us your tweets and your pictures. Look, we get on that stuff. We like hearing from you. Check out Shift and Steer with Matt at Podcast One and Chassis.com. Lots of good movies coming up there and already up there. 24-hour war and winning and everything else. So, until next time, this is Adam Kroll. For uh, Matt, the moderator, Daniel. Oh, and Gordon McCall saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.